So I'd just like to ask if um, there's anything very specific about what I said this morning that you just need some clarification around. I think um, so later on we'll have some time for more general questions and also tomorrow, but if there's things that I've said that you think, what? <laughs> you know, so, so I get some sense of what, what I'm saying is at least, um, you know, you, you're getting what I'm talking about <laughs> and you're trying to work with it. Yeah. Is it clear enough? to make it tangible to my sense mm. you know I certainly uh, feel myself very moved by things you know, like open spaciousness and complete acceptance and these all resonate very strongly with me it's just so exasperating when I don't do them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why you know you heard it and it's all true, but there's a bit missing. It's a kind of kick, and then you're in there, <laughs> you know, doing your thrashing around, doing your old reflex stuff again. You come out, oh, God. <laughs> particularly when you're teaching the stuff. <laughs> so I think, you know, <laughs> to me, it's kind of, let's go back to the basic wiring. <laughs> and uh, there are, there's quite a lot in it, you know. Where you know it's to do with our sense of, of where, where we live, where we live our lives, and where we kind of form our basic um, uh, self, you know, functional selfhood. And I guess for most of us, a lot of that is very much conditioned by our environment, society, and it's really at the edge of the nerves. It's the reflex places. It's the push this button, the light flashes, ring the bell, go through the door switch this on and you just that's where you live because that's more or less where you have to live so you get a kind of strategized self that is really just uh, formed out of um, out of reactions you know split second reactions uh, you know and it's trying to just sort of you know reorganize so that you you can sort of organize your life from another place. It's not to say that those things have to be completely put aside, but you've got another place that you can you really know and you can organize your life from, which is more uh, responsive and uh, less reactive. The journey there is often disorienting because we have to we have to leave our familiar. Um, strategized, familiar, conditioned selfhood, and going to something that's a bit 
wobbly and unformed and confused and you know let something different arise out of that so the body acts as a very helpful place because it gives you a strong foundation for when you go through some psychological and emotional uncertainties you know you've got this you can always breathe in and breathe out you can always stand on your feet you know you can always feel your back you can always come into that so it gives you something and it also helps to breathing in and breathe out as an energy thing helps to keep sending a particular signal through the whole system that organizes it around rhythm around breathing around natural around unforced around suffusive you know rather than contrived adapted clipped on <laughs> you, know, you know so that's so the body is very helpful organizing principle when you get into it I mean, where do you think the mind is? <laughs> where is it? It's you know, where else? Up there? Somewhere. It's somewhere associated with this thing, isn't it? Is it up here? Just the brain? So, um, <laughs> it's does, everywhere. Uh, stress manifest any other place than in the physical? I mean, we might you know, label it all very differently, but at least the unbearable part of stress always seems to manifest in the physical. Yeah, there's what we would say somatic, you know, as a kind of intelligence that flinches or sinks, you know, or gets activated, and that's that's the arising. And it can be activated by a psychological trigger, like you hear some bad news and you feel shocked. You know, it doesn't have to be something physical triggering it off, but the whole system resonates with that, and you have. Uh, very simply, you have the kind of fight, flight, freeze reflexes. You know, so we just numb out, which is the freeze. You know, uh, or you know, we we sort of bristle, or something that's panics and wants to get out. You know, so very simply speaking, there are all kinds of emotional and, and psychological sub um, scenarios that evolve out of those basic basic responses. But that's. That's the bottom line of it all. So if you can just feel some of those happening in your, in your, in your gut, if you like, or in your heart, if you like, wherever it, you feel that sense of it, just wait, you know, lift, soften, widen, slow down. You know, and you can, the tsunami can move through. <laughs> Process, you know, it's an indicator of, of that. Yeah. The tightening. Um, it's a very good um, control. I mean, don't mean controlling. It can, it's, it's, it's like controlling. You have two two sets of um, you know specimens. You have a control specimen, which means it's at the basic ground is breathing in, breathing out, and then you can see what happens when I put this on it, and it goes, you know, zigzags or it spasms. So it's a very helpful thing when you begin to find out where you have a very full and healthy and, and enjoyable breathing sense. You know, it's supposed to be something that's actually pleasant <laughs> and refreshing rather than, the, you know, got to do it experience. So that, well, when does that go strange? 
you know, and it's, it's going strange, it's an indicator, it's the canary down the coal mine, you know, something's wrong. Uh, it's not something wrong with your breathing, something is wrong that's making your breathing go that way, whether you know it, whether you're doing it deliberately or not. A lot of it is very unconscious, it's just um, reflexive, you know. Uh, it's, it's re- it's, um, it bypasses the thinking system altogether. You just pick up tension, your fear, pressure. And particularly because, you know, we're empathic beings, so you're living in shared or moving through shared circumstances then you pick up the general energetic currents in those situations like you're somewhere where everybody else is uptight or frantic or confused then you, you know, it's allowed to you're allowed to get a dose yourself just because you, you know you pick it up and then you can register in your breathing about physical pain when pain manifests in relation to you know the breath when I don't have pain in my body you know the the breath feels very comfortable and very safe Mm. a little refuge but if there's pain in my body then I have a tendency to go to attend to that distract away do you have any Mm. recommendation on Yeah, well, well, physical pain is a, a very clear and gross example of dukkha, you know, of what occurs around that. Um, so there can be, a, you know, there's a, there's a resistance to that experience. There's a fear of it. There's a, you know, we either, resif- you know, try and run away from it or we try and beat through it. You know, push it away or overcome it, and the um, the practice is much more one of suffusing it. So you're breathing into it, not not with the intention of getting rid of it. You're just uh, softening, softening and widening. Whereas dukkha and physical pain, in in particular, will tend to narrow and tighten your focus. So if you have pain in one part of your body then the rest of your body more or less disappears and it's just this one part <laughs> so, you know you're going to splinter in your finger then that's, that seems total you know it's like the rest of it disappears off the screen and my attention focuses on that sharpens and tightens so you, basically you want to soften and widen and uh, breathe, breathe through it That may not have direct effect on the physical sensations, but it has a lot of effect on the on the psychological uh, reactions to that. You know, the stressing of it, the agri- the agitation around it, the feeling overwhelmed by it, the burden of it, and and sometimes that in itself, that that psychological relief means that the physical pain, if it's not of a terrifically severe nature will dwindle 
in terms of how much it impinges upon your consciousness. You sort of, oh yeah, it's there, but it's like the traffic going by, you know. It's no longer hitting you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so, some, so extremely developed, people who develop that a lot can actually, you know, completely close down or, or um, the, the pain reflexes. Yeah, when, like, you can use teachings, instructions in a number of ways. Um, sometimes I just use teaching like that just to um, just to keep it as a question, <laughs> uh, you know. So right now, what does it take? Rather than oh, it means I have to be like this. I should be. But then that's 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 not right now. That's something I've learned. So then, when the next time I get some uh, disturbance, I say, oh, I should be like this. <laughs> and then we meet it with um, a prescribed code: be patient, be accepting. You know, and and maybe we can build up a whole directory of these different codes which are all quite valid distillations of the experience. The problem is when they, they, they replace the, when they replace the experience. So there's a certain, to me, there's always a certain innocence about release. In the, that really the place of release for me is always a place where I don't know what to do. You know, I come to that edge and I have to, as I don't know, so the don't know f- more uh, forces me to to come from the heart. Cause I, I don't know what to do, so instead I just you know it's a nice one shifts the center of intelligence from the cognitive to the affective sense, the affective sense, the emotional sense. You know, what does it take right now? You know, and. You know, there's a number of words you can come out of that. You know, it could be love, it could be acceptance, it could be serenity. But you know, 
but it's it, you, you really touch these edges and sort of you know don't know with that but with an with a real empathic sense of being with that something will t- something will open up will be an opening up and it's it's rather um, uncontrived and rather wonderful we all have that potential <clears throat> if you look at it purely in in um, kind of neurological language you have uh, voluntary actions things you decide like I'm going to pick that cup up you know so there's a particular message motor message and I decide to do that and that's you might say that's that's voluntary. You have a, an involuntary system, which doesn't say now I will feel fear. You don't have a choice. You suddenly you feel it. You feel pain. You feel offended. You feel distressed. You feel joyful. You know, and this just a, it starts happening. You know, and so that's your sympathetic, which is autonomous. It means it, it bypasses the brain. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> And we're often in that experience where we just can continue getting things that trigger off these sympathetic responses. You know, feeling, feeling welcomed, feeling not welcomed, feeling praised, feeling blamed, and so forth. So you get this kind of movements, effect, come running through. And some of them can be extremely powerful, feeling threatened. You get a big kick, you know, feeling... I'm late for the plane, I'm late for the bus. It's suddenly, boom, you know. <laughs> you only send those words late, and you know, everything starts running. And, you know, it has very physical effects. So then there's another aspect, called, which, is the, which is the parasympathetic. The parasympathetic is, um, is the involuntary aspect of the system that integrates everything. So when you get a, a sympathetic, it's always topical. It means this person said that, I'm feeling this. Right now, this is what's hitting me. And it's always topical and of the moment. The parasympathetic says, well, it's all right now. <laughs> it integrates everything. So you come back to a kind of uh, an okayness again. After, the, after this particular topic has occurred something can integrate the whole wholeness of that and say, well, that's okay with me and that's fine. You're, you're really all right. You know, she said this and he did that, but basically you're okay. And, you, you know, the, it, it digests the topics. So you come back to a wholeness. You know, it's, it's parasympathetic. Uh, you know, so you, you have a shock of fear and you get these reactions and something goes, okay, fear, right, look around, you're all right. You know, end of fear. So you've got something that oversees these sympathetic responses that we're going to. And that's the place of meditation. You know, that's, that's what you do with meditation. You go into something called big mind, you know. It's something that oversees 
the, the topical and the specific occurrences that are happening in our system and oversees the whole lot and says, well, yes, okay, that's fine with me and let go. You know, or it sort of always takes you back to a, to a, a sense of unity and it's not specific, not topical. It's not I'm all right because I'm a special person. It's not I'm all right because the sun's shining. It's just I'm all right. Always was all right. You know, there is an all rightness. Uh, it's God. <laughs> it's Satori. Because you, know, you can't name what it is. It's not a self. It's, not specific. it's no particular topic or identity. Same for you as for me. It's the thing that actually brings us back to, to stasis. So most of our system is just continually moving between these sympathetic and parasympathetic responses. You get a kind of surge of joy and then something integrates that and you know, out of that integration then we may decide to make a voluntary action. You know, oh. Now if you, if you speed the process up, you ratchet it up and you pump up the sympathetic chemicals, and you skip the parasympathetic <laughs> system altogether because <laughs> you haven't got time for that. <laughs> you just get bang, bang, bang. You, know, you get input, reflex, reaction, output. <laughs> no integration at all. <laughs> you get ricochet. You know, so you live like a billiard ball. You know, it's got you doing <laughs> So this is what happens when you, when you speed it up and you ratchet it up the pressure. You know, you basically you, you skip out the parasympathetic o- overview of life, you know. And so this this uh, this can be, uh, you know, and this actually has a bodily effect in that when you're really fully embodied, really in your body, both as a, a particular here, you know, momentary sensations and and all that stuff, but also something that's saying, here is a body, here I am, I'm. There is this being. There is being here, uh-huh. and now in the being here, there's a kind of movement of joy or a movement of frustration, uh-huh. and there's being here. You know that, that the being here, that's the that's the parasympathetic. That's the sense of wholeness or oneness or stillness or being here,ness, and you get these ripples run through it. You know, so that's you know, and that's associated with when you're fully embodied. Yeah. When you, but then when you get this this uh, emphasis on these response reflex system, bits of your bodily sense seem to drop away. You get first of all you, you miss the space that you're in. You don't have any sense of that. That's just that's just out there somewhere, and, and all I got to do is move through it. You know, you're not actually you lose that peripheral sense. Goes. It's all just object, object, object. Um, often the the um, there's a, the center of the body disappears. That is, you, you just come up to up to this bit, which is the kind of response, re, you know, the action bit, the head, shoulders, arms bit. So you get a lot of stressing down the arms, and you get nothing much happening under the under the uh, under the, beneath the beneath the waist or beneath the ribs. So you know you you get this kind of the the body the body language. Is very up, you know. It's up. We call it uptight, you know, because that's exactly what it feels like. You're up and you're tight, <laughs> and that certainly after a while the body gets structured in that particular way. You get people walking around, 
you know, they're, they're walking around, they're, they're already uptight without anything particularly being happening. So at that particular state, when you've lost your center, when the body center is not there, you're living so close to the edge of your sympathetic nerves that the slightest thing, and you know, you get whip crack effects, you know, jumpy and highly reactive. Um, so, you know, really, we've got, you, and, you, and so you've got all this kind of, this is, could be something where we've, we've dwelt or we've been in that place periods of time and even, you know, kind of strategized our selfhood around it, around how quick you can be. So this uh, requires com- coming down and down at the body, you know, to back to finding the center of the body, which is actually just below the navel. And you come down there, and it's a bit like feeling going home, you know. Like, oh, when you, when you get there, you can feel that. And it, um, that's where your breathing goes. So you, basically, your breathing is always, proper breathing always comes down to that place and then moves up through the whole body. So it's continually touching in with home base. And from the home base, it's also then spreading out through all the, you know, the motor nerves and everything like that, saying, here's another dose of it's okay. Here's another dose of it's okay. <laughs> here's another dose of... Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's connected to the sense of, well... Here I am, here, I, here it always is, you know, it's okay. It's the, it's the holistic sense. So every time you breathe in and breathe out, ideally, you touch into that, there's no big deal here, it's okay. And then you, you, and you move that through your whole system. That's called samatha. You know, where you, you very much affirm the, the parasympathetic overview, okayness. And it, it's to be seen as something that's really very ordinary. Very, very ordinary. Because it's only in the ordinary when you, you know, you, you really consider it to be absolutely ordinary. Really, really ordinary. So you don't approach it from the special breakthrough, you know, Sartori, you know, enlightenment experience. Because that immediately places that experience in the wrong place. It places the experience on a peak somewhere that you then you got to move up to to get to again, rather than the place that you just descend to when you stopped being in the game. <laughs> I think that's really important. You know what we're trying to do is just become really, really normal. that to me is uh, you know helps to stop you know creating uh, uh, you know a st- a sort of decorated self around these around these experiences uh, you know, it's it's a place of ordinary dissolution it's something we should become very familiar with as part of what 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 it takes you know what, what we're endowed with and we're just Meditation and like sciences, like skills, are really there to to redress the balance. This is samatha. This is the process of samatha. Whether you do that through metta, 
loving-kindness, through anapanasati, through recollections, through prayer, through yoga, through a range of things. And I think it's good to have a whole range of things that can help take you back to that. You use specifically just to come back to center and get the feel-good, ordinary feel-good, running through your system where you think, well, what, you know, what's the big deal? I mean, <laughs> what a, it's just uh, really home. Uh, and, and then that, that helps in, in terms of insight because you then begin to see more clearly against that ground of the ordinary steadiness, ordinary ease, these, these patterns, you know, of where I become more me again, you know, and, uh, and convoluted and strategized and defensive and manipulative and fearful and judgmental. <laughs> These things as stuff hits, as, as triggers get pushed. You know, you, you see yourself see yourself forming in these particular ways. And little voices start to form. You start judging. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you be everybody the way it should be. Well, what's, what do I do that for? You know, uh, what's happening? That that is not that is not uh, that's that's weird. <laughs> As, I mean, it can be very habitual, but you know, even though it may happen fifty times a day, it's still weird. It's still part of madness, uh, and so you, you don't, you know, then. You realize it's how do you treat, how do you relate to madness? How do you relate to mad people? You know, particularly when you are one of them. (laughs) 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 You say, fine, okay, well, that's fine with me. Why don't you just sit there for a while and (laughs) just wait, you know, and then it sort of shakes itself out and you come out of it. But if, if you start getting. Uh, oh, you know, you've got a big problem here. Then you're once approaching it not from an ordinary place, but from a specialized place. And it, it tends to, in some way, heighten the, um, the, the meaning of this, these experiences. And it gives them more significance than they really have. So the insight is just this, when you have that sense of steadiness as a reference, then you know you, the trigger touches you. Sooner or later it comes. It could be a sound, it could be a sight, it could be a memory, it can be internal, it can be externally based. And you, something in you jumps. You know, and you rise up. And that's the point in which you, if you... If you more attuned, you think, this is the, this is, as soon as that happens, or as soon as you, you know, if, you, if you've slowed the system down, it, it happens just that little bit more slowly because your system is not so on edge. So it takes a little bit longer for it to rise up. That's the whole point of the, of the samatha. So you, and you've got something you can sense you're rising out of. You're not just in a vacuous state, but you've got something rising up. And you can notice that and it's like, as soon as you notice that, right, this means, this, this means wait. This means just lift, lift, lift off this, just for a moment, just for a moment, just wait. 
And a lot of the time, that means as you, as you lift your attention from the reactive edge of that, it's almost as if you're bringing, bringing the ordinariness, you're lifting the ordinariness. You, know, you bring the ordinary mind up from that wave, and the wave just can pass through. So many times it's just that. It's just you feel yourself just at that beginning of reaction and you just lift. Uh-huh. Stay ordinary. Stay don't know. Stay just at home and the wave will move through. And then as, as it passes, you think, oh, that's what that was about. You know, that was praise or blame or... Because these things often don't... They don't come... They don't play fair, you know. Didn't see, it sort of comes out of the situation. So you're just learning to lift, lift and widen. That's that's your insight. Insight arises around that. <laughs>